up, everything? With Turkey Day right around the corner, the Blues are 7-9 and nine in their last 16 games. That's all there is to say about this team, I'm sure, but we'll find other words to talk about in this pre-Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys, One Cup podcast. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, Thanksgiving Eve, as everyone knows. We've always celebrated it. And we are here united in the cozy confines of a small tanning studio outside of Brentwood, California. (laughs) We are, I can't tell you why we're here. It's a project that's yet to be revealed. That's right. That's a teaser. That's right. It's not a Two Guys, One Cup podcast calendar we can guarantee you that that's not part of it but maybe it is but it's part of something else though that's right we've Uh, got so much to unveil about our new network that's right oh that 2023 is the year of the cup as they've always said (laughs) chinese tradition has held it for many many centuries that every 2000th year is the year of the cup and this is the year uh we are in fact in person here in in lovely st louis missouri missouri temperate once again like uh seasonally warm st louis missouri it was not when i got here i'll tell you that much uh did you miss the snow i did miss snow but i came from you know 60 degree florida where the floridians were complaining about how cold it was Mm. to 25 degree st louis uh, and I recorded a video cause I have one coworker in particular, whose name is Adam. Shout out Adam. Uh, big ups, big ups, Adam. Grew up in Biloxi, Mississippi, then spent most of his working career in Mobile, Alabama, and has now moved to Jacksonville, Florida. And, uh, you know, if it's 66 degrees outside and there's a light breeze, he'll be like, it's cold. You know, he's got a thick, <laughs> thick Mississippi accent too. Love Adam. But, uh, you know, it's it's chilly out here. And I'm like, Adam, every, everyone in a thousand mile radius is wearing shorts right now. <laughs> so I recorded a video for him and I was like, here's what actual winter looks like. I showed him the salt on the ground. I was like, that's called salt. It's to keep the roads from freezing. Uh, it was fun. So, yeah, that was the only redeeming part of it actually being cold up here. And speaking of redeeming, Ian, mm-hmm. the St. Louis Blues now officially have a 43.7% winning percentage in their last 16 (laughs) games. Uh, I am uh, delicately tiptoeing around the fact that after their eight-game losing streak, where we declared the end of civilization, the start of a rebuild, Mm -hmm. the end of the beginning of the end of the beginning, we immediately went on a seven-game winning streak only to get dirt roaded by the Buffalo Sabres tonight. Ian, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Tell it, us where we are. It is a mirror image of our last episode. Our last episode <laughs> was the 18 losing streak ending with a win against San Jose, and now our next episode is a seven-game winning streak ending with a loss. I'm really glad, honestly, genuinely glad, that this was the night that we were able to record again. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like now we have a whole perspective on the thing. We can't know 
obviously beyond tonight, but it's like now the whole streaking saga has ended. It feels like, and and we can just try and try and pick up the pieces. What are we now? Eleven and nine? Is that right? We had three wins. We lost eight. Only one. Seven? No, we're ten. We're ten and nine. Right? Standing day and day LHN. Yes, we are ten and nine with a minus ten goal differential. Very good. Tonight, tonight did not help. Lots of great teams have a minus ten goal differential. We're seven and three in our last ten games. Uh, we are currently fourth in the Central Division, and we are potentially not in a playoff spot, depending on, I don't know what the tiebreaker is with Oilers, but if it's goal differential, we're not in a playoff position. So that's not ideal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say tonight's game was unfortunate. It was... We are not in a playoff position. Well, I think that seems fair. I think that seems right. Um... Yeah, tonight's game was was kind of soured soured that seven game winning streak. Granted, you know you win seven in a row after losing eight in a row. Uh, you dig yourself out of a hole a little bit there. Um, it does not, as we'll talk about. Maybe we'll just talk about this right now because we're going to get to it at some point, and we're probably going to ramble plenty. Um, winning seven games in a row after losing eight games in a row does not, as we've seen on Twitter, quote unquote, cancel out the losing streak. There's no canceling out. It doesn't nullify mm. it. We're not currently three and one, or whatever three and two. It's still there. You still lost eight in a row. You still have those eight now nine losses on your record. Um, you dug yourself out of a hole. You've almost approached. I guess you're ten and nine, so you're you're pretty level ground here. But you're not you're not magically like i don't know what people are trying to like nine and nine mm-hmm. and two or whatever like it's not you're i don't i don't well, like i don't like the fact that people say it's canceled out as if like it never happened it did happen that's what i think i mean if you look at the whole thing now and you just say hey we were seven and nine in these 16 games is anybody satisfied with that is anyone happy if i if we could have gone back 16 games we're a three and0 team and I tell you, three and out, pretty good, pretty good start to the season. What if I offered you seven and nine in the next sixteen games? Is anybody taking that? Is anybody like, yeah, I'm in. I'll take that yeah, for sure. Good. It's like, no, of course not. So, I just there's there's literally no way to draw a reasonable conclusion out of eight game losing streak into seven game winning streak because it has never happened <laughs> in the NHL. So you can't be like, oh well, we've seen this before. Here's what happened those six times. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like I'm sure we will speculate wildly about this team all episode, but like there's no logically consistent way to be like, I know what this team is. Mm-hmm. Which is why you know, there are, I think there are a lot of voices that saying the team's fine now. They're maybe not great, but they're fine. And I'm like, are they? Because mm-hmm. if your argument is they weren't as good as they were, they weren't as bad as they were on the losing streak, then your argument kind of also has to be they weren't as good as they were on the winning streak, right? Which means they're somewhere in the middle, and somewhere in the middle of that, it's to like me, is pretty bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, you're like, not as good as 500. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Not yeah. as good as not quite five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, you make a good point that going from a preposterous eight game losing streak into a preposterous seven game winning streak is just like the the hot and colds uh-huh. and it's insanity. So it's just so hard to draw a a conclusion from this. What is this? So now we're almost a quarter of the way through the season mm-hmm. and you still can't really get a, a nice handle on this team until they start putting together, let's say, you know, two wins and a lot, you know, they go two for three every three games or average something that seems a little more sustainable in either direction. Um, to kind of highlight that too, I put something down here that was like looking at the first 11 games of this season versus the last seven, not including tonight's game, where like the Blues points-wise only had six in their first 11 games, and then they had 14 points in their last seven. Uh, you know, they're 32nd in the league in points. Those first 11 games, first in points in those these last seven. Goals four per 60, they were 2.08, and then they went up to 4.09. They were uh, allowing 3.91 goals per game, and then they were, now they're only giving up 2.26 goals per game in these last seven. So you, you have some pretty big swings in terms of we're scoring more, we're allowing less goals, obviously makes sense, it's what's leading you to winning. Our high danger save percentage went from dead last at 71.1% up to 6th in the league in these last 7 games at 87.69. So I mean that's pretty good, that means your goaltending has rebounded pretty hard, at least when it comes to like high danger scoring chances. Uh, the Blues are now, they were scoring, or they were having a 10.06 chances high danger chances for which is 25th in the league versus 12.71 which is 10th now and then their biggest swing other than high danger save percentage is actually a bad swing high danger chances against per 60 we were actually middling at 15th in that uh first 11 games 11.5 and now we're 13.5 which is 27th in the league for high danger chances against per game um, our shooting percentage went up too from 7.19 to 13.8, which was dead last in the league to sixth. So if you look through all of this, this number vomit, it's basically our goaltending got a lot better. Our defense actually managed to somehow get worse. Uh, <laughs> and our shooting percentage kind of averaged out. Now granted, 13.8 is a little high. 7.19 was pretty damn low. It's somewhere, we'll say, like 10, like it normally is. Somewhere in the middle between the two streaks. Yeah, Yeah, which, and again, you can... Did you know, though, one of our lovely readers tweeted us this this week. I'll have to try and figure out who. Ivan Barbashev's career shooting percentage, higher than Connor McDavid's. So who's better? (laughs) Who's better? At the end of the career. I mean, if it is over a career, not to sidetrack us, but like... You know, he's probably taken a thousand shots in his career. He's That counts. That's like, wow, 381? That's so low. Take more shots, Ivan. <laughs> Your shooting percentage is so high. <laughs> Take more shots. No, that's his, that's his, that's uh, his secret. He's like, if I shoot so low. Career low. shooting percentage, 18.6%. Oh, Damn, this dude is selected. Put this guy on the first line. Get this man on hinge. Oh, wait, he's already married. He was married, like, real young. He was married. He, was, he like, had her. a very committed girlfriend when he yeah. came over here. Um, I and, looked into it. I was trying to get with that. <laughs> <laughs> and and he said, no, out. thank you. He said timing wasn't right. He yeah, the timing <laughs> that's right. right. That was the only objection. You are the only objection. Anyway, that was a Paramore reference. People, go see Paramore. They're about to be on tour this summer. They, didn't, they didn't sing that one. 
That's yeah, nice they're coming stuff. here. I mean, they're coming everywhere. They're going everywhere. I'm going to definitely see them in Orlando. Right. Maybe see them up here, too. When are they here? If I'm here, I'll go see them. July, twice. I think. Oh, yeah. At the Enterprise, home right. of your St. Louis Blues. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the statue shared are really telling. I think uh, the biggest difference is we started scoring goals, and we got a hot goaltender. Yeah, I was going to say, Bennington in his last seven starts, six starts, not including the night. Um, Which his was lo- not good. His lowest save percentage was a 900, and that was against San Jose. And then everything else, 944, 957, 926, 938, 964. Like, he's been outstanding. He's got an average save percentage in those last six games of .94. Um, he's, he was 6-0 up until the night, you know, in those last uh, six games he started. It's he's been very good. Um, it's just been the problem again is that much like this team, obviously he's been very streaky. Mm-hmm. It's just been really good performances with three or four just really chip performances. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been the whole problem with this team or anything by no. any means. But like it's also one of those things where it's like it's not. <laughs> you're looking for a spark. You're looking for some hope, and then when they go in on them, some weak ones, you're like, well. None to be found back here either. <laughs> it's like, no. Please, please help. Please help me, sir. Yeah, tonight, I mean, I can't blame him too much for being hung out to dry nonstop. Like, this was the most amount of odd man breaks I think oh, I've ever seen against God, the it was rough. Yeah. Like, it had to have been, like, it had to be over 10. Easy. Uh-huh. It was ridiculous. They The Sabres broke out of their zone so easily and so quickly. <laughs> That it was kind of mind-boggling. I, they really could... It could have been, what, ended 6-2? This uh, could have been, like, 9-2. to Like, they had at least three, four other chances that they just flubbed or Bennington actually made a really good save on. Like, it was insanity. And this is a team that played the Buffalo this last night, and they beat the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal, like, 7-1, 7 seven nothing, whatever 7-2, I think. 7-2. But... There you go. You know, they're good for two. So, see, we're one goal against better... Than the Montreal Canadiens. That's right. Uh, yikes. It's it was not. Let's great. let's push in on Jordan Bennington a little bit before we move on yeah, to some of the forwards because I'm curious to get your thoughts on what Jordan Bennington is because there was a big debate in the St. Louis Blues Twitter world last week, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago because. Jordan Bennington is not a goalie that is highly rated by many members of the national media. Not limited to, but including uh, Greg Wachinski of ESPN and formerly of the Puck Soup podcast, uh, who has, you know, kind of when near the end of the Blues streak or towards the beginning of maybe after they'd beaten the Sharks or whatever, but, you know, they kind of tweeted some thoughts mm-hmm. about the Blues um, having goaltender problems. And there was a lot of pushback, and you know, a lot of a lot of people took aim. And I, I, this is true, I'm sure, in all fan bases. But we do really love to be like, and I'm not saying we're immune from this either. But like, we love to be like picked on by the media. Like mm-hmm. that's a role that Blues fans really like to play. We do it with Don Wasson all the time. We do it with. Greg Wyshynski, you know, it's just like, oh, we're very defensive, you haven't seen the games, that sort of thing. But, leaving all that aside, not really singling out any of the arguments, to me, I don't think there's any reasonable argument about Jordan Bennington 
other than that he is a an average goalie who can be extremely streaky in either direction. And he he's so average he's so streaky, I should say, that he's almost never just fine. You know, <laughs> like mm. he's either incredibly good or really, really, really awfully bad. And there were a lot of people who wanted to just not offer any blame to him during the eight-game losing streak. And I'm sure a lot of those same people would give him plenty of the credit for the seven-game winning streak. To me, you can't get away with that. I think his the defense was horrendous during the eight-game losing streak. There were lots of opportunities that were cross-crease Right. backdoor feeds that no goalie has any chance of saving. There were a lot of soft ones, too. And when you break down the analytics, which some people don't like, but when you break down the analytics, the fact of the matter is our high-danger save percentage was, like, in the 700s mm-hmm. at the end of that streak, like, abysmally low. And when you look at that, you look at the league, and we were third from the bottom, and we were above the Coyotes... And the Blue Jackets. And my thinking is like, nobody in the Blues fan base is going to have any trouble saying the Coyotes goalies are bad. Nobody's going to have any trouble saying the Blue Jackets goalies are bad. Why can't you admit that our goalies are not doing well enough right now? You know, So now that he's righted the ship and it's not like beating a, a dead horse, although tonight was pretty ugly again, but like you said, mostly not his fault. What are your takes? And I know I rambled for a long time, but like, where are you on Jordan Bennington in terms of like the caliber of goalie he is? I mean, I think he's, I think he's pretty average, right? And mm-hmm. like, I think that's that's not necessarily a bad thing in the sense that you could obviously have worse, you could below average, and what have you. You could have the Jake Allen ears. You perhaps. could be paying Matt Murray. You could be paying example. Matt Murray for forever and ever and ever on men. Um, but he's definitely not the Jordan Bennington of eighteen nineteen, and that was definitely him on an extended heater, right? Like on a heater where also no one knew who he was. Um, I think he still has those moments and everything. He has extended periods of that, his last six, seven games for sure. I think he's capable of that, um, that like consistent, consistently getting on heaters in a way to the point that it's like, okay, that's fine. If you're really going to bounce back and forth, that's okay. Are we just going to bet on like the 50, 50 coin toss of like, in the playoffs, you're on a heater and mm-hmm. not stinking it up. I mean, he looked good in the playoffs last year until he got hurt. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think he's nearing – no, that'd be too mean. He's like a better version of Colton Pareko when it comes to, like, the goaltending position. People wanted Colton Pareko to be Alex Petrangelo or something to that caliber, and he isn't, and he's never mm-hmm. going to be. I think Jordan Bennington – is never going to be 18, 19 Jordan Bennington as like his average. Oh, I think that's like yeah. I think that's like the tippy top ceiling. Um, I think we're looking at a very Cam Ward type goalie. I think Jordan Bennington's good enough to be in this league for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he's here, I don't know. Um, but 
he's definitely inconsistent and with a lot of goalies too I think a lot of it goes into like confidence and in his head and everything too I mean I don't think that's unique to him but I think he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve and mm-hmm. a lot when he's letting goals in uh which can be kind of tough from a fan's perspective too um as we talked about that losing streak the whole team looked dejected and when your goalie looks dejected right away you're like oh boy if they're if it's already in your if it's in Ivan Barbashev's head, it's like Ivan, wake <laughs> up! But also he's one of eighteen on the ice. When mm-hmm. it's in Jordan Bennington's head, you're like, oh shit! <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh well, there goes the game. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's it stinks because you saw what he did in the Cup run, and you wish he was that, or you wish the Blues finally found like. This diamond in a rough, and I guess they did because you win, you win the cup. So that's all that matters. I mean, that's the thing. Like when you trade that right now to have. Yeah, I'll take Jordan Minton right now for the cup. Like yeah, no, exactly. I'll never shit on like man. We really shouldn't have. We shouldn't have signed his ass. Or yeah, like whatever. I, it's a long contract. It's a lot of money, but like honestly, at that point too, whenever that was, like, what are your other options? So uh-huh. it's like it's fine. I'm not. I don't hate the guy by any means, but it's like folks really think like, well, he's. He's that proven Stanley Cup winner. I'm like, he has proven that he has won <laughs> a Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. You're right. That is incredible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be moving on in the future. Like you're saying right now, even after this extended winning streak, his high danger uh, save percentage is 0.788. And that's probably before tonight. Yeah, that's before tonight. Um, his, what was I looking at? His even strength save percentage is actually pretty good this year, uh, 927, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, we've only played the 10 games. He only started however many games he started, but that's higher than last year's even strength save percentage or the year before, or the year before. This is the second highest he's had since 1819. So, like, that's great. Power play, um, which I'm guessing is is like when they're shooting against him. So yeah, when the other team's on the power play, um, it's a .804, which is the lowest it's been his entire career with the mm-hmm. Blues. Now granted, the PK right now just sucks complete ass too, but I mean, he's part of it, you know, yeah. you're out there. Um, and another fun fact, he's also got the, <laughs> this is also his lowest save percentage uh, when it comes to shorthanded attempts as well, with, mm-hmm. with, with one against. Um, but yeah, it's just special teams doesn't look, they looks all that great on, but like, that's the thing. I don't think he's so bad that they can't run with him. I just don't think he's the type of goalie where you can really hope that he's just like stealing the season for yeah. you. And he, I mean, unless you have like a Carey Price or like a Marc-Andre Fleury in his prime and stuff like that, you really shouldn't be relying on your goalie, but mm-hmm. we really need you to steal like 30 of these games yeah. for us, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the reality is there's only five goalies in the league that are ever good enough to just like win games on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you put, there isn't, if you put Andre Vasilevsky behind this defense, he's probably got a 9-15 save percentage. If you put, I don't know who's a pretty good goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky, mm-hmm. or I don't know uh, who's the guy that Georgiev or yeah. somebody like you put those guys behind this defense. Yeah. Shosturkin probably even too like they're not they're not 
they might be better than Bennington, but they're not like saving the season. You know? right. like, and I think it's really, I mean, I've, I'm glad we had the discussion. It's a little bit of a move point um, right. because he's on a five-year contract at $6 million. You probably can't get rid of him. You don't have an alternative even if you could get rid of him. And the bright side, the flip side of that coin is right now we have two goalies in the AHL, both of whom look like they could you know, potentially have an NHL future, especially I think Joel Hofer, and he's at the age now, he'll be 23 entering next season. He could probably step up and be the backup um, and then, you know, kind of slowly take over if he proves to be good enough in the NHL. And then because he's young and his contract's controlled for three more years, you'll be paying him nothing to be the backup even if he's the starter you know you'll be paying him nothing for three years and then in the final year of Bennington's contract if you need to flip him or you know buy him out or whatever you have that option if he's really gone so bad that you have to but um so you know it's Bennington I think is the least of my worries with this team if even if we're looking at it from a rebuild perspective because if you're rebuilding he's just here while you're bad, and that's fine. If you're if you're competitive, <laughs> if you're competitive, he's good enough that I don't think he's ruining your chances. Right. You know, if he's if he's hot enough to help you compete, then he's hot enough to be fine. You know, so I just thought it was interesting. I was uh, trying to find our scoring chances against to kind of see like where we where this defense has been. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh no, everyone! <laughs> is this for real? I think it is. Um, so I wanted to see what our scoring chances against, like per sixty, were like per game, and they were like twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. So not great. You're allowing a lot of a lot of chances against um, high danger. Otherwise, and I was like, well, what about the winning streak? What mm-hmm. about? I'm, just, I'm including the day. I think natural stat trick was updated for today or for these games that they have stats on them already. So I went through our winning streak and then this loss today. And our scoring chances against per 60, we are 30th. Nice. Across this winning streak with one loss, mm-hmm. we are 30th. We are worse. We've allowed more. So if anything, Bennington and Grice in the one or two games he's played have actually played fairly well. And I didn't get to watch a ton of these games while I was in Hawaii. You know, because it's just so nice there. Uh, <laughs> <Flex>. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so I'm going to throw that out there. Um, oh, sorry. I was just I was on the beach or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the little but the one, games were at like one p.m. Uh, because it was warm and uh, so nice there. That's right. But were were sunsets like five there, or is it like closer to six, seven? No, it's a little closer to like six. At least I forget that they are. You are still in the northern hemisphere. Uh, You're not crazy close to the equator, like yeah. you would think. So you are. You do get sun setting a little later, uh-huh. but yeah, it's. It's definitely still, it's a shock to the system to drive in the salt, drive, fly in the Salt Lake City and walk through the tunnel in flip-flops and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I was doing. That's right, all you Mormons staring I at me. Knew I knew I was trouble when I walked in. Here's a fun fact. Um, Pavel Buchnevich, every time I look him up, we'll get to your point. I don't want to derail it, but I have this completely meaningless <laughs> thing to say first. Pavel Buchnevich, every time I look him up, I remember that we share a birthday on April 17th. His is 1995, mine is 1991. But, fun fact, Pavel Buchnevich's only career hat trick, April 17th, 2021, on his own oh. birthday, 
shortly before he got shit canned by the Rangers and became a St. Louis Blue. So congratulations. <laughs> On my 30th Cheers birthday, already. a player I didn't know I would one day love. That's right. Had a hat trick on his also birthday, and that's why I have to get his jersey for my reverse retro jersey. So you get his face Which, by the way, back. gorgeous. The whole kit. Mm, our doesn't like him though. Our jersey. Well, fuck him. <laughs> All the old bastards, the Kelly Chases of the world, who were like, "See, this means he hates those crap bag jerseys." I'm like, first of all, why are you getting this worked up over a jersey, my guy? Right. Second of all. You're wrong. They're perfect. They're so good. They're so, they're just buttery. And mm, our jersey department, whoever whoever we've got designing these things, is on an all-time heater. There hasn't been a loss. I know people will say the first reverse retro. Yeah. It, it is what it was. It is. I thought it was fine. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I think people's problem with that jersey was that it was red, right, which right. I get, but that was also the point of the reverse retro. I like it because you'll never, it was kind of like, let's do this. And it's like, why would you do this? And it's like, because we'll never be able to do this. That's like, right. This is, they're going to allow us to do this. That's so right. Let's, do, so let's fucking do it. So anyway, uh, you, were, you were making a point. Is it completely lost? Something oh, about. No. Oh, or just the fact that. Even in this winning streak, our uh, scoring chances against have fucking tanked, and it only it's only going to make sense that if our goaltending comes down to earth, say like tonight, uh, <laughs> that you're just going to get stomped on. Like, I uh, scoring has gone up, people have shown up and and actually scored on this team. At a few listed here, Braden Shen's got he scored again tonight, so he's got like three goals and four assists in these last eight games. So we got like, what is that, seven points in these last eight games. Jordan Cairo, I don't know if any of these guys other than Shen like had a point tonight in either of these two goals, but Cairo is 3-6, three, three goals, six assists, and nine points in seven games. Thomas has two goals and seven assists. Uh, Nolachari has four goals in these last yeah, seven baby. games. Yeah, uh, baby. We all knew that, of course. Um, Paul Bushnevich had a four-point four goal. Four-goal Noel, as they've always called him. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't like it. So it's no. I say Nolachari. I hear other people say Nolachari. People say Nolachari, and then some people on the broadcast will say Noel, no. and I'm like, huh? nope. Those people are just Canadian, and therefore oh, think probably, it's French. Yeah, Detroit. Isn't this dude from? Isn't Achari like as Boston as it gets? Yeah, or he's not, he's for Rhode Island. Is he Rhode Island? Why do I feel like he's Rhode Island? I don't know. I know our recording just stopped. No, it didn't stop. Just kidding. We're back. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yeah, Johnston, Rhode Island. Very cool. We're just going to leave that awkward skip in there because that's how we roll at the Two Guys One Cup podcast. Right. We don't have an editor to be thankful for. It's just me. It's just so. Us. It's oh. me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. I'm having. I'm having panic attacks. Fucking flashbacks. It must have been the 20... When did we can Hitchcock? What year was that, Stephen? 2019? No, Hitchcock. 2017. <laughs> we canned him in 2017. We've had the World, the World Cup. We had the Winter we Classic. We had the Winter Classic. They we canned him like later. two weeks later. The first game, Mike Yo coached Robbie Fabry blew his knee out. Mike Yo got one half a season, then one full season, season. and then the next so half So we got 17, 18. Was his full season, and then eighteen nineteen was his second half season. Was it twenty seventeen Thanksgiving? 
or was it 2018 Thanksgiving? It might have been 20, no, no, because he was already gone by 2018 Thanksgiving. Must have been 2017 Thanksgiving that I said when we did a little bit on what are we thankful for that I believe I said I was thankful for Mike Yo. And I tried to be like, he's fine and we're looking good in 2017. And oh man, that was like an embarrassing moment that like comes back to you in like the shower before you go to bed. Oh no. I'm so sorry for everyone that might have listened to that episode. Four or five years ago. Put, the, put their bets in on Mike Yo yeah, futures. Sorry. I'm so sorry. That and the John Tavares coming here. 50 50. 50 Here's uh, some fun facts about Johnston, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's worth it. Okay. Bear with sure. me. Clements, it's the home of the Clements Iron, Irons House. Built in 1691 is a rare surviving example of a stone ender, a building type first developed in the western part of England in common in colonial Rhode Island. But on top of that, it is the home of the only landfill in Rhode Island. And not only that, but this city, which is the population 29,568 at the 2020 census, is home to two NHL personalities, not only Noel Achari, but the one and only, and he might have lived in this stone ender in his childhood <laughs> days, Lou Lamorello, really? also from Johnston, Rhode Island. The so there's your fun facts about Johnston. How, how did he not get military on the uh, Islanders? That seems like an know, Islander. That's true. Oh, baby. That's he's an, an Islander, Islander for sure. Next year, right? We only, or did we sign for two? Did we sign for two? Lamorello. No, one year, I think. Oh, okay. Lamorello. Oh, we might not want to let him leave. That's right. Lamorello. He does. Nolachari does strike me as that, like, Scotty Upshaw where he's just here five years from now and you're like, huh? Huh? What? What? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Don't let Jari suiting up for his 400th game as a blue, and it's you're like, I don't remember any of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, speaking of just random stuff that was happening uh, while we were gone <laughs> about Johnston, Rhode Island. Well, because you talked about, I don't know how this came to me. Oh, because you talked about Scotty Upshaw. This is a crazy. Oh, didn't he do something weird? This is a crazy web. So Scotty Upshaw, I remember, was tweeting. We shouldn't get to pod in the I same know. place. <laughs> we root each other on. Uh, we'll get better. We promise. What did he do? He tweeted about uh, Scott Darling because Scott Darling was going on about how St. Louis sucks ass, and now he was like, "It's the worst, pl- worst city in the NHL, and it's the first team on my no trade clause." Or blah blah blah. How did he have a no trade clause? By the way. Also, I like the idea that you rank order your natural first. I want to say first and foremost, like bro, I like how people looked up that he only had two starts in St. Louis. Now, granted, they could have traveled with him being the backup, and he still gets an impression of St. Louis, which I thought was funny. I'm like, people, just because he started doesn't mean that's the uh-huh. he's ever been here. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, I don't know how often he's been in St. Louis, but it was like, I don't know. I get really weird when people diss on St. Louis because part of me is like. Don't do that. That's what we get to do. But then part of me, when St. Louis people stand up and go, hey, leave St. Louis alone, you jerk. I'm like, leave. He's right, though. Don't get like you. Don't get like If you want to argue like, hey, have you been to the surrounding area of St. Louis? It's pretty awesome. Like, you're right. But if people are like, dude, downtown is pretty cool. Like, you have never left this city. Yeah. Absolutely not. And also... 
Recall that he's only comparing it to NHL cities. Yeah. He's not comparing it to, like, Amarillo, Texas <laughs> or whatever. Like, you know, anyway. I'm not trying to defend the man. He was also being an asshole. Yeah. And why is he the analyst oh, I know. I on like... Chicago's TV? And what was that cardigan? And what's wrong with his face? But anyway. I didn't like how he, like, smiles hop through the whole thing. I'm yeah. like, what's wrong with, yeah, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> oh, I know I'm going to get blown up on the tweeters by this. Hopefully Daddy Elon doesn't ban me. <laughs> That's what he sounded like. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Cairo, you you already mentioned. Who were you down to? You were down to Pavel Buchnevich. That's right. when I sound trick. Tori Krug also had three points and was a plus four in these six That's games, right. which reversed, um, did nothing to reverse the like minus 14 he was before that. that Tonight I'm sure he was minus six or something. Yeah. I think we now know how much we don't know about this team. Mm. And... I think we know that they're not great. And I'm just not sure if we know how not great they are. <laughs> I hope that's clear as mud. I, I think they're, at best, they're certainly no better than what they were last season. Mm-hmm. There's no world in which they get to the third round of the playoff. Clip that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give myself a clap so I know to clip it later. There's no... I just can't imagine them getting past Colorado, getting past Vegas, getting past whoever. Dallas looks good. Getting past Dallas. Jake Ottinger, very good goalie. Uh, Jason Robertson, league superstar. Who knew? Um, Nick Robertson, kind of a bum. Uh, (laughs) Be better. Be best, Nick. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think we just have to kind of wait and find out. I was going to say, the Blues schedule mm-hmm. um, coming up, let's see, day after Thanksgiving, they're in Tampa, they play the Lightning, Ooh. Uh, then on Saturday, back-to-back. Three-game back, three losing streak coming. Yeah, it's like back-to-back, the next day they play the Panthers, and then they're back home on Monday to play the Stars, so this month ends pretty rough. I mean, we beat the Avalanche, we beat some other decent teams in that win streak, um, but Lightning and Panthers, Panthers who have been kind of iffy, but I forget who they beat tonight, like five to two. Boston, I think. Maybe Boston. So uh oh. Um <laughs> Dallas looks pretty good. It's just it's getting scary. Um so wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. So we have three games left in November. We are at American Thanksgiving, which I call it that because these stupid podcasts say that and they've ruined me. My brain is leaking out of my ear. <laughs> Thanksgiving. We have Thanksgiving tomorrow. The one and only. Um, and we're not in a playoff spot. Is that what you're telling me? That's correct, yes. Oh, boy. Folks, that's not good. I can give us a little bit of a three-game grace period to the end of the month, perhaps, to see if that gets any better. <laughs> but uh, it's not. That's that's not great. You have to see this clip of Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak on at the Celtics game, but pay close attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Whitney is behind them just going crazy and not getting acknowledged at all by the camera. <laughs> uh, 
I love, I love that. I love, what was it? It was the cup run that the Blues were at a NBA game. Uh-huh. And, like, it was, like, Robbie Fabry and Joel Edmondson and, like, Braden Shen are all on screen at some point. Oh, yeah. And they had no idea. And you would, you, you would never know those were mm-hmm. athletes. Also, because I don't know when we're ever going to get a chance to talk about Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak again, here's a thought. I have no right to know about the nature of your relationship. <laughs> Mindy and BJ, but tell us about the nature of your relationship. <laughs> I don't a, get is it. A long-standing thing. Have you? You not know this? No, it's like I'm, um, I'm completely. It's out of like some office. whole thing where they're like best friends in the world, but like they're maybe more than that, but maybe not. But like, but like Mindy has kid or kids, and we don't know their father, but. She won't tell, but like BJ Novak's heavily involved in raising them, but like, it's a whole. Th- it's like very. It's it's like I don't care. Like, I I shouldn't care, but I can't. You make me care more by not telling me. You know. This reminds me of House of the Dragon. Yeah. Let's see. Kaling has a close friendship with BJ <laughs> Novak, whom she met through writing The Office. With Novak calling Kaling the most important person in my life. The two dated on and off while writing and acting on the show. Novak is the godfather of Kaling's two children. But then I think there's more to it than that. It's like we don't know who their father of the children is. Yeah, okay. First line. (laughs) December 2017, birth of a daughter. 2020, birth of a son. Kaling has chosen not to reveal the identity of her children's biological father. Not even to her close friends. What? That's weird. Okay, that is a little weird. Is BJ Novak married? Where does this go? What's the story? What's the story, Mindy and BJ? Just tell us so we don't have to keep asking. So we don't have to keep asking. The royal we. That's nothing. So, I don't know what's weirder. If if BJ just is just the father of her children and there's some weird, like, we don't want to tell them sort of thing... Or, like, if he's not and there's some mystery interloper. Maybe Steve Carell is the father of Mindy Kaling's children. All right, we got to move on. Um, The New Jersey Devils were red hot, and now their fans are red hot. (laughs) They won 13 games in a row? I believe so. Woo! They're a wagon, baby. Oh, baby. Good for New Jersey. Good for them finally having something going. Glad that Johnny Goudreau didn't come there and curse their team. (laughs) I know, yeah. You must be so happy now. Look look at what they did to my boy, by the way. Look at this. Um, That's <laughs> so sad. I know. Uh, I'll explain that in a minute. But the Devils, they're a fun team. They're a, a team I want to root for. What Ian's looking at is a, a hockey card I pulled that was a BJ Novak. It's a printed canvas card. Or BJ Novak. <laughs> wow, you, you're obsessed. <laughs> you, you're Mindy Kaling. <laughs> Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. (laughs) You you can see how I get those two confused. And uh, he's in that sick, sick, sick First Nations uh, warm-up jersey that the Winnipeg Jets had last year. But the canvas card is printed in black and white, which they tell you is a parallel that's actually more valuable. But in this case, it's a rip-off. Because that jersey's dope, and I want to see it. That is so sad. Um, But anyway, your thoughts on the Devils. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've seen a single Devils game. <laughs> I actually saw some of those uh, those 
um, Sabres games when they were on a heater. I haven't seen a single of old game. I'm assuming Jack Hughes is doing well. I know Nico Heischer is doing well. I hear a lot about him these days. Jack Hughes has 21 points in 19 games. Oh, old Jack and He's also still at shot. How old is he, like 22? 21. Holy and barely shit. a half. Yeah. My God. That dude's been in the league for like three years already. I mean, I know he's like constantly injured, but oh, my Lance. Jesper Brat is very good, which is weird to me. You got Jesper, Nico, Jack Hughes, and Dougie Hamilton leading the team, exactly who you'd expect. And Vitek Vanacek's been really good for them, which I didn't expect. <laughs> so good for them. They went from 0 3 and that crowd chanting for Lindy Ruff's head to being whatever they are, 13 and 4 or something. And apologizing to Lindy Ruff. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then chanting <laughs> apologies. <laughs> which I love, by the way. Good for you, New Jersey. And then throwing trash on the ice tonight. Oh, yeah. Three overturn goals. Three. I don't know if that's ever happened. Three of them. They got a dude on this team named Fabian Zetterland. That's awesome. Sick. Kevin Ball, one of the players they got for Taylor Hall. Kevin Ball, Taylor Hall. Uh-huh. Why do I remember these things? Why not? <laughs> what Why not? else am I going to remember? Pavlovich yeah, right. Navich's birthday? <laughs> Uh, you got you got some empty space up that's there. right just dust balls blowing in the, through the breeze um yeah i mean i know there's i feel like there's some other nhl stories we've missed I'm sure we have. um have there been any terrible scandals we need to talk about ryan reeves traded to the wild that's gross oh oh my god so yeah so What's their what's their GM's name these days? Gil Gil Beeren. Gil Beeren. <laughs> uh, yeah, Garen has traded traded away a third last year for like twenty something games of Nick Delorier, mm-hmm. a, a fourth liner. Now he's traded a fifth, which I get is just a fifth round pick, whatever. For wow. Ryan Reeves, a thirty five year old enforcer, for a four, you know a fourth liner, like and basically said that their whole reason they traded for him and it was like verified too by. Uh, fucking what's his face? What's their beat writer? I'm losing all Russo? of it. Yeah, Russo. That like they're trading not because they like need him on on the ice, but they need him in the locker room because they need to get their swag back. I'm like, you traded for a player for swag? Like, <laughs> I don't know, Bill. Bill, that's you're scaring rough. me, Bill. That's rough. You're scaring me, Bill. You're getting towards Lizard King <laughs> territory. <laughs> Speaking of people named Ryan, one thing we didn't talk about, Ryan O'Reilly's backhand goal, which will not be spooky good, but should be the goal of the year. That was insane. That watch that one. Huh? I did see that one. I mean just woo 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 Best best backhand in the league. Seriously. Underrated. For a guy that's not a goal scorer. The dare I say the Joel two two backhanding what Joe Pavelski is to tipping fucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you see the Evgeny Malkin thousandth game stretching thing with the Penguins? Oh, yeah, yeah, That was cute. That was delightful. It's apparently scored tonight, and he tried to flip the his stick over the glass, but it hit the glass and just bounced right back to mm-hmm. him. So sad. Um, the uh, Blackhawks retired Marion Hosa's number. Who cares? Yeah. He looked fine. He didn't look like he had any sort of skin condition. Yeah, I don't know where that, that rash like went. Fucking liar. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. They had, they had Eddie Olchek announcing it, and he was like on the mic, and he's like, this is, we'll guarantee 
that there will never be another 81 for the Blackhawks. And I don't know, it was something about the way he said it. I was like, yeah, that's his number. Yeah, like, I don't know what. <laughs> There'll never be a number 81. <laughs> like, it's not like, I don't know, it's just not as cool number as like 10 or 5 or something. 10, 5, There'll never be four. another 76. <laughs> like, okay, big whoop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bruce Boudreaux is going to get fired pretty soon. Pretty so any chance. Who was that last year that was just like sitting there, ready to get fired at any moment that they took forever on? Or was that the year before? There was some coach where people were like, why is this guy like still around? I don't know. No. Uh, I don't know. Gerard Gallant replace? Was that mid season oh, or was that off season? Oh, um, Quinn? Yeah. Was it him? Was it Mike Yo? Who who'd Mike Yo replace last year? William Vigneault. Oh. Anyway, who knows? Anyways. So yeah, that's uh that's a hockey. Blues are gonna gonna play these two games in Florida. They'll tell us a lot. I really Florida. do think that little series will tell us a lot because if they lose three their next three games then it's like okay they're probably bad <laughs> probably just agree not, that they're well, bad not until they win when they're next three yeah. that yeah and that's the fucking knife's edge we're gonna dance all fucking season <laughs> thanks big fun thanks big doug fun. thank you doug oh i gotta talk real quick too about the sabers um twitter person editor and sabers mm-hmm. or whatever that was tweeting about how like at this point in the blues season in 1819, they had the same amount of points as the Sabres do now, minus like, I think it was like three overtime losses or something. And this guy was like, so, you know, it might look bad for the Sabres now, but that blues team went on to win the cup sort of thing. And like this, the blues cup run, the blues cup team, 1819, I'll love forever. I also hate that team so much because they've ruined Every bad team's like rebuild. Mm-hmm. Every at least I should say fan base at least because they're always like you never know you could be last in January and you could win the cup and it's like no you can't no you can't because <laughs> that happened once that happened one time Dude, that cannot be a plan that cannot be well I don't know I don't know that could be you know we're not gonna blow the team up because one time this did happen and it's like oh god like. I'm not going to invest in my 401k because one time someone did win the lottery. So therefore, that's the plan and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ. Stop. Stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sabres, you're looking a little better, obviously, after tonight. But anyone else thinking that crap, it was fun. The reason people say it was a magical run is because it was a magical, magical run. run. Yeah. It was nothing like that has happened before or more most likely will ever happen again so no 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 you don't get to use that anymore that's not proof <laughs> that's not a fact that's not just stop just yeah stop. you can't prove anything with that this is like when you use wikipedia to write your paper the mm-hmm. teacher says stop that shit right now I mean, then you scroll to the bottom and you click the article links, and then you use those as your source, and they they never there talk about that. They never figure it out. Stupid the work it would take to figure that all out. Impossible. Okay, and Miss Jouse never. She never. Well, that's the worst person to pick. I like Miss Jouse. Who's mm. a shit teacher we had? She's an idiot. Miss Booth, she would never. Oh. Respect to Miss Booth if you're listening. 
<laughs> but you were, you were dumber than Ross at the time. You probably. If she was listening. She's intelli- obviously intelligent. Only. Uh, <laughs> we had tests that were. Did we not have tests that were like, who parted the Red Sea? And it would be like, Jesus? <laughs> like. Moses. Bob Barton. Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> and. World history. Uh huh. And we have multimedia presentation assignments, and I oh, still oh, oh, I did like being and able I to still pick got a, a D. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure. Oh, I picked a playlist for uh, the invasion of Russia. <laughs> yeah, that was. I would love to go back. Not just that quest. There are so many things <laughs> I'd like to go back and experience as like an even more jaded adult, <laughs> and just be like what the. What the living fuck was this? I do remember thinking a lot of this mattered. Like, and I, and I get uh-huh. it. I totally get it. I think you have to remember that as an adult, if you have children or like are interacting with a kid, and people, adults are always like, "This isn't life," you know. You'll be fine. Blah blah blah, and all that jazz. Because I do think sometimes, like, you gotta remember that is your life, bro. Yeah, you've never been to a college ever. Uh-huh. You've, like, you probably don't travel fucking anywhere either, or whatever, except for like holiday, like. This is this is it. This is your bubble. This is as big as it gets right now. Going down the fucking the loop is mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa, we're having a fun time. This is crazy <laughs> shit. But yeah. Manchester is your life. So when people are like, oh, I'm gonna fail this whatever class, like, oh, come on, man, it's no big deal. It's like this is all I know. <laughs> I'm not making any money, asshole. <laughs> this is it for me. <laughs> That's all I got. Mrs. Boo's history is all I got. Uh, yes, I would like to go back and like, none of this matters. That's right. Um, Why was I so nervous about this test? <laughs> and speaking of things that don't matter, Ian, the holiday season is upon us. It's upon us. Officially. It's around us. Where do you stand, by the way, on when it's acceptable to start Christmas decorations? Because I have a very strong opinion. I mean, violently. <laughs> so choose your words. Um, I mean, I think it should be after Thanksgiving. Thank you, thank you. People, here's the thing: your Christmas decorations—they go up. They can go up the day after Thanksgiving, and they can be up until February thirtieth. <laughs> for all I care, the 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 after range. Because here's the, the 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 whole point of the lights is to fill the dark season, the dark cold <laughs> the season darkness. of the year with joy and mirth. You put it up in Thanksgiving and Halloween. You take it down on December twenty sixth, and now you got December, January, February, all that all darkness. Ugh, people, you got to be more German. German German <laughs> Christmas starts on the twenty fourth. You don't start Christmas, well, you do St. Nick's Day on the 6th. See, they gave themselves two Christmas. <laughs> you do St. Nick's Day on the 6th, German, Christmas Eve, that's the start of your Christmas. Christmas Day barely even matters. Then you go through Epiphany, and you just do it. And you just have the decorations, and you do it. But tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Hmm. A forgotten holiday. Thanksgiving, you're not a big Thanksgiving stand, correct? No, it's weird. I'm not real. I'm not, but I also defend it enough to be like, yo, y'all, we need to celebrate Thanksgiving. I we do. Can't just run over this holiday. I do hate. I guess I'm not that big a thing. Well, no, I'm a pretty big Thanksgiving fan, but like, I really hate the people that are like, 
oh, Thanksgiving sucks. It's like, first of all, no holiday sucks. They're yeah. holidays. You get... You don't have to work today. You get the it's day off. Great. Yeah. Um, Americans work way harder than almost any other country. Take what you can get. But, like, I'm not saying we work harder. I'm saying we work more days. I just love... <laughs> let me be clear. But, um... Second, like, there's some ways in which it's the perfect holiday because, like, if you can dodge the craziness of family, which it's very hard to do, but if if you can avoid too much drama on that side of things, you know, it's it's just chill. It's just a real chill holiday, you know? You're not going anywhere. You're not... I mean, you might be going to a family's, but you're probably yeah. not traveling, like, across oh, the country. I love, I love the chillness of You're just watching football and stuff. And so, with that in mind... Sorry, did you have more oh, of that thought? I was just going to say, any holiday where, like... I think the thing I don't like about Thanksgiving and Christmas to that extent these days is that things are open. Mm-hmm. Not that I ever really go out and do anything, so it, it really shouldn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But part of me, much sort of, like, part of the lockdown, the early part of, like, COVID lockdown, I kind of enjoyed it. It's like, we can't even go out, even if we wanted to. I can't. We have to stay here. And, and I have no like, choice. It's almost, like, instructed to, for one time ever, especially in today's busy world, uh-huh. you're, like, instructed, like, no, don't fucking do anything. <laughs> yeah. By law. And you're like, this is great. This is fucking great. That's a really good Expectations, like, leave, leave me completely. I think as someone that feels like they, that doesn't really necessarily want to do things all the time, but but the tapes like are playing like you to, have to, yeah. Need to be on the exact same. Yeah, way. when that's gone, I'm like, oh my god, this is incredible. I love eating a meal at a weird <clears throat> time, and it's now like four thirty, and it's already been consumed. I'm like, I have like a whole fucking evening to fucking just. I could do whenever I think I could do like three things uh-huh. before I go to bed. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this is a holiday, baby. <laughs> Well argued. Both both of us, by the way, very similar feelings on Halloween. We love all the festivities and all the spookiness. And we hate Halloween night because the social anxiety of opening the door repeatedly for strange children. And children is very key. I would would immeasurably rather open the door for strange adults. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Because kids are crazy. You don't know what they're they're going to do. The worst thing an adult will do is like rape you. You know, <laughs> like I mean, and I've seen that on TV. That's right. Uh, I've seen that on daytime television. Right. Right. SBU. That's right, exactly. Uh, so Thanksgiving falls in the middle. Christmas is king for me. It's yeah. you know, it's got it does have a lot of the best parts of Thanksgiving. It can be pretty chill if you do it right. Oh yeah. But then you get gifts <laughs> and you get. You know, there's music holidays that have dedicated music. Yeah. They're already up. Yeah, a notch, you know, so anyway. Those Memorial Day songs. But in an effort to celebrate, uh, proud to be an American again, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in an effort to celebrate Thanksgiving properly, we are going to do a Thanksgiving draft. And I want to be very clear here. This is a Thanksgiving draft, not a Thanksgiving food draft. We can do a separate Thanksgiving food draft if you want to. But this is, you draft anything that's like, if you can make the argument that it's mm. tangentially related to Thanksgiving, mm. you could draft Thursday if you want to do it. Just draft the day Thursday. You just have to make the argument and explain why. Okay. And I'm going to let you go first. Oh, wow. And if you feel like 
bullshit that you cannot draft that. You got to tell me. You got to yell at me. Okay. Man. A lot of food options, but I don't, I don't want to go food right away. I, I think I want to sprinkle them through the, in the back. How many rounds are we going? I'm doing five. Five rounds? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> then, with the first overall pick. Should we do seven in honor of the NHL, or do you want to stop it? <laughs> I don't think I can get to seven. Yeah, let's do five. Um, <laughs> with the first overall pick. The think... 2022. Wait, you forgot to thank your host. Oh, yeah. You forgot thank, to thank. thank the, uh... Congratulate the Thanksgiving champion from <laughs> last year. That's right. Thank you, and thank you to uh, whatever Rhode Island mm-hmm. uh, for hosting this. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of this town? Johnston. Johnston. Yeah. Johnston, Rhode Island. Thank you. Home of Lou Lamarillo. And home of With what I was talking about with it being chill, mm-hmm. I think I'm not really big into these most of the time, but because Thanksgiving's weird and you can fit one in, I think first overall is naps. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. I think I take naps. I think I've almost I, always napped. I hate naps, and I would have probably drafted naps if it wasn't taken off the board. So I'm going to get that to you, and I'm going to say that's a great first overall pick. My first overall pick is going to be food, but it's not a type of food. It's a category. Give me Thanksgiving leftovers okay. as a broad category. I like Thanksgiving food. A lot of a lot of Thanksgiving food haters out there. A lot of oh, people yeah. hating on turkey. I don't get it personally. It's <laughs> it's meat. Why do people? It's, you know, but it's a big old chicken. It's a big old chicken. But the day after, because Black Friday is even better than Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You you ain't got any of the pressure, and you still have none of the responsibility. And maybe you're scanning Amazon for deals and you got nothing to do. And there's sports on and now there's the World Cup on and you ain't got nothing to do. So you dig into your Thanksgiving leftovers. You make a, um, what's that, what do they call it on uh, Friends? The the Moist Maker. But yeah, the leftovers to me, that's the peak of Thanksgiving. In fact, I will get a turkey much bigger than my family needs just to make sure they're leftovers from That's what my mom so. normally does. Yeah. She's doing like less this year. She's like, you can buy like turkey breast, like a big, like, I was like, interesting. But I think sure. I'd still want to make like a turkey. I'd just make yeah. a small turkey. That's right. You ever spatchcock your turkey? You break, you like, what you do is you like, you break oh, it you back break it. and everything and it's like flat now. Uh-uh. So it like cooks faster. No, that scares so, me. I've done that. What? I'm not Maybe totally just? comfortable with the whole bone breaking oh, part of carving oh, a cookie. Yeah. Oh, every time I carve a turkey, I carve it. And by carve it, I mean like chop it to bits really badly, like uh-huh. I'm badly oh, yeah. carving turkey. Oh, too, but when it's done, it's always like, Jesus Christ, dude, what you do? It's, I've seen people where they're really here's, methodical and they're good about it. And I'm, that's here's not the reality. Me. Here's the reality. I, I can carve some of the breasts. Mm. When it gets right down to it, I wash my hands real good and I yes. go with my hands. Yes. It's not, you, it is not designed for a knife and a fork. Yes. I don't, if you're a sous chef, maybe. Maybe you can pull it off. But you ain't getting decent meat off like the bone, off like the yes. legs and the thighs with a knife. Come on. You're, you're using your hand and we're all okay with it. We all know it's happening. You're taking little nibbles for yourself, yeah. and that's it. That's your privilege as the person carving. You don't have to carve this turkey. Yeah, that's Let right. Let me rip this corpse. That's right. That's right. This dead bird. Um, man, 
Let's see. Let's see. I had a I had a list of food pulled up here because I because I knew I'd like to forget some stuff. Okay. Um. I can't do that yet. I can't do that. Yet. I got one in there, but it's 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 waiting. Okay. Uh, you know what? No, I can't do that either. You know, okay. All right. <laughs> Number two for me is stuffing. Oh, okay. I love stuffing. Um, it's bread. It's wet bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it came out of the turkey's butt. Spicy wet bread. Yeah. Or neck hole. Or whatever. Whatever Tur- hole you want to do. Turkey butt right. bread. Yeah. 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 But uh, there's we put bacon and stuff in it. Uh-huh. Oh, good stuffing the, is. Oh, and all the meat the drippings chain. in it. So good. I never thought as a kid to as a kid that was just like weird mush. I was like, I'm not eating this. Oh, and as an adult, it's like my favorite we should, part. We should do a draft sometime of like foods that your opinion changed on. Oh yeah. As an adult, because that's a real a category. Stuffing's good. Stuffing's real good. Um, I feel like one of the things people hate on Thanksgiving food, but like it's so unique. So much of it is stuff you don't have yeah, other you times. Eat otherwise. So like, who's hating on stuffing? Who's hating on green bean casserole? Like, mm. um, another one that I didn't like as a kid, but green bean casserole, yeah. great. It's so good. Number two. I'm going with this. This is as specific as it gets. The Thanksgiving episodes of already alluded to it, Friends. They are so good. Joe uh, Chandler in the box, um, the football one as well. I, I love them all. They're all good. I'm sure there are Thanksgiving episodes of other shows that like are also good. Um, but it's Friends that really does it for me. If we were talking Halloween, it'd be Community. Community's Halloween episodes, off the chains. But for friends, for Thanksgiving, it's got to be Friends. That's a good one. Well, thank you. You know what? Um, I'll go off. That makes me think of something, too. I'll go off the board and instead of doing food for three, I'll do um, essentially like cable tv movie marathons okay because that's like always a thing at least when i was at my grandparents like this is like prior to streaming or at the beginning of streaming when old people didn't know about streaming or anything Uh it's like oh we got we got cable which is still very good and you're just like i'm bored let's turn on it like oh shit sci-fi is doing all six star wars back to back to back Uh for one year it was all of the original like black and white um Twilight Zones. Yeah. And I watched like three hours of Twilight Zone while like eating food or like, you know, I don't know, playing Pokemon or something. And I was like, this is dope. This is awesome. I've all, I like that. I saw ads for that tonight when we were like watching a blues game or flipping between channels. We're like, oh, it's like all Christmas stuff starting, you know, on the 24th or whatever. And it's like, oh, this is cool. I, it's part of the whole like chill vibe. I'm like, I can just do this. Yeah. I can't watch like three hours of TV normally because it'd be like, well, shit, I have a bunch of shit I got to do. Mm-hmm. That's like today I can. Today I'm allowed. And no one will look at me and be like, you're so fucking weird. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I'm going to build right on that. And I'm going to say Thanksgiving football is my mm-hmm. number three. And here's the thing. I like football. Love Red Zone channel. You can plop me in front of Red Zone channel on a Sunday. That's... Pointing back to the, like, I'm not doing anything and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I can just, like, absorb Red, jo- Red Zone Channel for four hours and, like, not think. And yeah. that's fine. That's when my brain <laughs> recovers for the week. But, opposite of that, 
I'm never going to sit down and just watch a football game, except on Thanksgiving. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, I don't know what it is about that day, but on Thanksgiving Day, gotta... the outcome of the Bills-Lions game will mean more to me <laughs> than the outcome of the USA-Wales game, RIP, on uh, Monday or Tuesday was. You know, like it's yeah. that big an occasion. And I don't know what it, it's just something. I mean, it's marketing. It's marketing <laughs> is what it is, but... Uh, yeah, it's a tradition. Just, just does it for me. Exactly. I was like, other than the Super Bowl, that's probably like the only full game of football mm-hmm. I'll like watch all year. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. It's like Lions or what used to be Redskins or like Cowboys. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of your red teams or silver teams. <laughs> um, four. Four, I got to go back to food. I got to go with something that I think is really hit or miss for people. It's cranberry sauce and... It's canned, ribbed, weird-looking cranberry <laughs> sauce. I don't even mind the stuff that people make. I've made it myself. It's really good. It's also, like, extremely easy to make or mm-hmm. whatever. But the, the stuff that just sploops out of that can, and you cut it into slices that look like freaking canned slices, mm-hmm. and it's, like, filled with, like, 900 grams of sugar, and it's tart as fuck, and I love it. And, <laughs> and that's another thing where it's, like, I can't... If I ate this... I can eat this on Thanksgiving. People already think it's slightly weird. If I eat this... Even the day after Thanksgiving, when it's leftovers, people are already like, this is, you're a psychopath. This is for one day. We're allowing you to eat this one day. One time my mom bought me like two or three cans of this, like as like part of like a care package thing for college. And I'd be like, I can't just eat this. Uh, People are going to look at me like I'm a freaking lunatic or whatever. Uh, But I love it. I love it so much. That's fair. That's uh, that's a good choice. Number four for me, this is a very ground family specific Thanksgiving tradition. If you want to reject it, you can, but then you'll be rejecting my family. Um, but uh, gooey butter cake. It's for the big holidays. We always have one on hand. Yeah. We shouldn't. They're not healthy. They're very oh, bad for you. But it's Thanksgiving, you know, and you're the whole point is to just eat like a pig all I'll, day. And I'll we do. We start that, early. I'll accept that over. Over pumpkin pie because I, I don't like pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie is trash. It's trash. I'm cake. sorry, but that's why would you? That's not good. Oh, apple pie exists. First of all, okay, pie is already like down here on the sweet dessert right. category. That was a, I made a low motion for the people <laughs> that can't see, which is literally everyone but Ian. Uh, it's already way low all on right. the food chain of desserts. Why would you pick way low on the pie food chain? Yeah, you got, got apple. Bottom. You got pecan. You oh, probably yeah. got cherry. Mm. I'm not a big fan, but rhubarb at least has an identity. Oh yeah. But pumpkin pie is mush. You're eating mush. It's just it's just too much of that one flavor. I know like I feel the same way I feel the same way about like chocolate, key lime. Mm. Like I don't want jello right. in a pie. That's <laughs> <laughs> why they don't ever make What's wrong with you people. Off? That's right. That's that's a very American pie, yeah. Paul would say. And he'd be right. Anytime he says anything is very American, that's a bad thing. Here's the thing about that I realized yesterday. This is how, pardon a, a somewhat crass term, but this is how cuckolded the <laughs> the English are from a culinary perspective. I was watching a recent episode a couple days ago. I realized they were talking about creme anglaise, mm. and it dawned on me that creme anglaise is French, for English cream. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I feel like the English should just be able to call that cream. <laughs> no. But because they have no, they literally do not have a square inch 
of turf in the culinary world to plant a flag, they have to use French terms for their own stuff. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. They don't, England, the worst culinary, by a mile, by a country mile. All the best English food is other countries' food yeah. that they have there. And they'll even say it like, oh yeah, we love Chinese food. We love Indian, Indian food. food yeah. And we're like, yeah, man. And then, but it's great there, too, because you had to perfect it because the other shit sucks. The fact that it's just fried fish and fries mm-hmm. is like your thing, which it tastes great, but the, there's nothing else. There's not another thing. That's a bad sign. Oh, man. We had a, a couple months ago... We went, a group of work friends went to this Irish pub, which has great food. Everything else I've eaten there, fantastic. The nachos there will drop your jaw. But one of the, our, my friend Nicholas, I think I've mentioned him before, tough day for Nicholas. He's a German, German national, you know, yeah. German speaker, German native. Hard day for him. So Nicholas, you're not listening. I guarantee it. But if you are, so respect, sorry. love, all that sort of thing. Nicholas was like, oh, the fish and chips here. It's like their signature. It's so good. The fish and chips, you got to get it. It's so good. We all ordered it, all five of us. Oh, no. Ian, it was inedible. Oh, no. I, and I literally, I literally think it was somehow just because we ordered it at the same time. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know that I have ever not finish or not i'm sure i haven't finished but like not made a significant dent yeah. in a meal at a restaurant because i order what i like i don't take risks <laughs> and even if it's something that i'm like this isn't amazing like there's still some of that like well don't embarrass the restaurant <laughs> you know but like no there were five of us to think you like a giant fucking like olive garden you're like i don't want to embarrass olive garden uh this fettuccine alfredo is purple but i'll figure it out i'll figure it out i'll figure it it's got to be something on me I must have ordered the purple Stephanie, fettuccine. I don't want to offend you. That's I, right. I, I know you're an 18 year old working right. here to go to college. But... <laughs> Stephanie, and her name just ends in an I. That's right. Um, it was so, so bad. And four of us didn't eat it. Nick was finished the whole thing. I think he just felt so guilty about it. And I can't. See, no, I would do that if I was like, oh, well, here we go. I got a proof to that. <laughs> I can't believe. I cannot believe he did not have a dietary crisis. So what was it? it? Was like it was just like the it it was just like the fish just tasted awful. It tasted Ooh. I can't even. I mean it it tasted rotten. It tasted yeah. like the fish was bad, but it wasn't because none of us like got sick from eating what we did eat of it. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like they cooked it all too fast and something got screwed up or something, but. <sighs> Oh, it was so bad. And I've gone back. He's had the fish and chips again. I think a couple of the other people have tried it again. I'm never doing it. <laughs> I'm not like, I like seafood. And in Florida, yeah, this is a lot of really good seafood. But like, I'm not taking that risk. And so anyway, now I call Nick West fish and chips a lot. Because <laughs> he, Love he loves to call me... Um, Powderpuff and um, Chuckles, <laughs> those are two different stories with different back stories. Although Powderpuff does come from that same evening. We had a trivia night. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, you're going to have to explain that one. Uh, real quick. We had a trivia night. Oh, I carried the team all the way to the final. 
as I do, because I'm brilliant. I'm not brilliant. You I just know a lot of stupid. It, right, Greg Jennings, one of the. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy was just being such an idiot, and then made one of the most viral <laughs> videos ever. Um, final question, which by the way is horseshit. Five. It was four. It was four questions in one. You had to get them all right. And you had to wager points up to 50, but you could wager up to 50 regardless of whether you had 50 points. Which is not how we so we were, oh, that's right. So we were in the catbird seat, all like so far ahead, probably 10 to 15 points ahead. We had this final wager. Four, it was superhero themes. They were four superhero hometowns Daredevil. Hell's Kitchen, easy. They accepted New York, which is unacceptable. I know it's it very is specific, unacceptable. It's very that would be like saying Clayton Keller's hometown is St. Louis, <laughs> or when it is clearly Chesterfield. I really do. I did take issue with that because it's not like it's not subtle. The whole Hell's Kitchen Daredevil thing, like that, very closely tied. But moving on, uh, one of them was RoboCop Detroit. One of them was I don't remember who the third one was. But the fourth one, shut up, was the Powerpuff Girls. Hmm. Apparently they come from Townville. And I did not know. And no one knew. But because I have bad friends, they were saying that I convinced them to guess, I guess, Mojoville. Because like Mojo Jojo was the only thing I could remember. And they were telling, they, they like to say it as like I didn't know this answer and they were all saying it's obviously townville and i got it wrong so he calls me powder puff and i call him fish and chips and we're the parents of mindy kaling's baby <laughs> so um you know together together we have parented vj novak's godchildren um and you have one last pick on the thanksgiving draft oh yes um i think i gotta go with like if I can combine this into a group of things, it's like bread rolls, croissants. Oh yeah, whatever the, you know. The paste, the the bread. Oh yeah, like because you know if they serve bread here. That's that's amazing. How about how do you feel about uh, King's wine rolls? Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. It's just it's a staple on the plate. It's there. It's is, it's always there. Is King's Hawaiian? Is that in um, Honolulu? Yeah, I think so. Have you been there? You should go there. You have you been to the King's Hawaiian? Have plant. you been to like their? Do they have like a brewery tour? <laughs> they should. See. They, they have should. a they have a Dole Plantation where you can see. I have Dole seen stuff. that. Yeah. Did, did you go there? I went there very briefly, but I was alone, so I didn't do like tours or anything. I'd like to go back. It looked we, very touristy. We stopped again just so I could get uh, Dole Whip. pineapple. Yeah, yeah. ice cream. Good. That's so delicious. These people saw a stray cat there, and it was very beautiful, and they were, like, taking pictures of it, but uh-huh. they were, like, enamored with it. And it was a nice cat, but I was, like, <laughs> to the point that I was almost, like, have these people never seen a trap before? Like, ever? No. No, Ian. They're yeah. like, oh my god, this is a tiny little it's dog. An island. It's an island. How are cats going to get there? There's so many stray cats. Oh, you see mongoose there all the time, which is dope. Um, that's why they don't have any snakes there. You see mongooses? Yeah, there's mongooses. All the time? All the time. Uh, well, if you're out, like, up on, like, the mountains and stuff. Um, aren't they, like, scary? Aren't they, like... No, they're tiny. They're tiny little, tiny little dudes. But aren't they pretty aggressive? Eh, no, I don't think so. They're like a badger. Fair enough. Heck, my dog's supposed to eat badgers. <laughs> badger, 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 um, badger. Mongoose were... I, I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure. 
are not native to Hawaii and were introduced to kill snakes. Oh. And then they did kill all the snakes, and then they're <laughs> like, uh oh. And then that's one of the many reasons you're not allowed to bring, you know, throw stuff out in the wild and all that jazz. Very nice. That's why they ask you on the plane if you're bringing anything, and then you will be totally uh, honest on a sheet of paper, and they're just like, nope, and then hand it to them. They go, good enough for me. I and no one has ever odd. fibbed that Yeah, system. no one's ever said, yeah. Weed, sir. I'm bringing lots of weed. <laughs> it's legal in Missouri now. Yeah, so rolls. Dinner rolls. So good. Very good. Number five, it just came to me. My brother would be deeply offended if I didn't include this. And he'd be right. Uh, as nerdy as it is, you have to include WWE Survivor Series. <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving week tradition. So it is always Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, well, I think there were weeks, there were like probably years in there where it wasn't, but like originally it was on Thanksgiving Day night. Oh, really? Like the first oh, several cool. were the night of Thanksgiving. Uh, and then it moved to like the, you know, Saturday after Wednesday before or whatever. So smart though, because like you said, you're trapped at home. Like, yeah. Might as well put like... Oh, yeah. Primetime stuff on. For those who don't know, Survivor Series, by the way, I mean, I would fully endorse it'll never happen. But the originals were just like, we're going to randomly assemble teams of five, have, face them against other teams of five, yeah. and they'll do elimination so that, you know, you can get a three on one situation or a five on one situation or four on two, whatever. And then once one team's fully eliminated, you win. And it was just like all the teams. It was so 80s because all the teams were like the Claptrap and Hogan's Heroes <laughs> oh, yeah. and Andre's Villains and whatever, you know, and like they were very, very like thematic and all, you know, there were all these stories about, oh, can they work together? These guys hate each other, but they're on this team. I would love for them to go back to that. It'll never happen. But now that Triple H is in charge, at least we're getting more games. So, you know, that can be cool. Although we don't, as of yet, have a traditional Survivor Series match, which is upsetting. I'm hoping they introduce one. But so, we'll have to see. so isn't, like, the Bloodline versus somebody? Bloodline versus uh, Sheamus and his two guys, Drew McIntyre and KO, Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. And then the other one is Bailey. E.S. Guy and Dakota Kai, Nikki Cross, your favorite, oh, yeah. and Rhea Ripley against Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, somebody else. Who's the fourth member? Oh, um, Mia Yim, who's been newly oh, reintroduced, yeah. and a mystery fifth member who definitely isn't, but certainly is Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. It's like, she's been around. Yeah, sure, her injury time is over. And then, but, other thing, it's Survivor Series, it's in Boston, hometown of Sasha Banks. Long been rumored to be returning, so we'll see about that. That's a, Please. That's another possibility. I was so sad that I missed, I'm still sad about missing the beginning of the Women's Royal Rumble here. And, and not knowing that Sasha Banks was the first one to come out. Mm-hmm. And because, I don't know, we got there at like 10 or 11 yeah. spot, and I was like, okay, and then it was down to like, 28, 29, I'm like, here we go, here we go. And it was to 30, and I was like, all right, it's Sasha Banks, which she's supposed <laughs> to be in this. And then it was, uh, freaking what's-her-face? Rhonda. Rhonda, which was cool, but then I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, gotta be quicker than that. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, that was a good... The Women's Royal Rumble was great. Men's Royal Rumble sucked pretty hard, but, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, we'll, maybe they'll do one in Jacksonville. That'd be the cool. Future. There was... A, I've got to keep my eye on when they come around because I missed the last time they were here. 
that was when I come around by oh, okay. Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, they did a double taping here. Oh, that's right. That's and nice. it was good. It was a good show. On a, on a back to the hockey note, real quick. Jeremy Rutherford said that since the six two loss to Nashville on October twenty seventh, the Blues PK has allowed fourteen goals on thirty three opponents' power plays. That's a success rate of just fifty seven point six percent. Which ranks, as you'd expect, number thirty-two, <laughs> dead last in the span in that span. In fact, it's nearly a full six percentage points behind Anaheim's sixty-three point two, uh, number thirty-one PK. I'm like, oh my god, this PK sucks ass. I think, I think the PK is. <laughs> I think they is, suck. Is Craig McTavish and used oh, to baby. be Jim Montgomery? Uh-huh. So, uh oh, that's not good, is it? I always wonder things like how, obviously I don't know. Obviously they know and I don't know. But how hard is it <laughs> to like keep a PK the same? Like how is that? Is that a is this an overthought thought? Is this reaching to be like it's the coach? It's the coach. No, they just bad at us. But it's like, but if it is the coach, why would it be that much of a coaching difference of like? Yo, I know what's his face said. You gotta attack the puck and get in front of the puck and block shots. I say fuck that. <laughs> I say open up the lanes, let them go so fast that they don't know who they're passing to, and it just ricochets <laughs> off something that's out of the zone. Yeah, I don't know, man. That that's uh, the special teams is worrying. Um, but part job. way to end it on a downer now. Sorry, Ian. Ian, what's We'll do it real quick, rapid fire. Three things, Blues, that you are thankful for. Oh, okay. Robert Thomas. <laughs> the reverse retros. Hmm. You give one now, because I'm still on the first oh, one. Oh, oh, I see. Um, I'll say shit. Um, <laughs> He's thankful for shit. Reverse retros, that's such a good, that's so good. Oh, I'm, then you take the re- reverse retros. Because I took Robert Thomas, and then I took the second one. So you take the reverse retros, and I'll take the blue uh, heritage alternates. Yeah, well, that's not new. That's, I mean, that's fine. It's, I, I didn't say new, new things. Robert Thomas isn't new. Well, I'm thankful that Mike Yo fucking left. Well, good. Hot dog. Okay. Hot dog. Um, oh, there's going to be something. I haven't gone to a game yet, I, which is crazy, because... I don't. I didn't get tickets this year. Oh, you I just did Because I just. I was like. I mean, hell of a year not to get tickets. Great, great choice by me. But yeah. uh, I still need to go to one. So I'm thankful that they play some home games in December. I agree, and I am thankful that. Oh, I'm thankful that Army actually admitted that maybe this team <laughs> needs to be rebuilt. Yeah. And rebuilding, um, openly. So thank you, Army, for restoring a little bit of my faith in you. I agree. I agree. That's a good one to end on. I'm thankful that we have UFAs that we could trade <laughs> if we want to do that. We pull our heads out of our ass. That's right. And folks, I hope you put your heads in the ass of a lot of turkeys. Oh, <laughs> a real turfuck. That's where... <laughs> There's no coming back from that. Good night, everyone. <laughs> See ya.